If you're ever near Somerset, then give yourself a treat and visit the Villa Venturum, the Villa of the Winds. This replica Roman villa, which you'll find at the Newt Hotel, is like a step back in time for the senses. We had a fabulous day offering at the household shrine, checking out the bathhouse, and dreaming about the dinner parties we'd throw in the stunning triclinium. Stay tuned as we talk you through a few of our favourite things. This is a visual episode, folks, so head over to Instagram or Twitter where you'll find the accompanying photos. And here we have the Villa Ventorum here in Somerset. I don't know about you, Laura, but I had a simply magical time at the Newt. It was so much fun, loads to see. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's hard to picture what these places would have looked like way back when. And at the Newt, it's all there for you because they've recreated it. So you don't have to have any imagination at all. Perfect for me. (laughs) Well, as you were so enchanted, would you like to go first? I would. I would. Um, The sense I want to discuss here is smell and in relation to the hypercourse system at the villa. Okay. So the hypercourse system, as you may know, is a form of central heating in the Roman times. Very useful in the colder climes, such as Somerset. Mm Mm-hmm. The system was fed by a furnace under the house, which then heated the house through various pipes running underneath the floors and then also up the walls. These clay pipes could also run up the internal walls. But what I want to think about, Laura, is the outlets for this system. Of course you do. They sound very exciting. (laughs) At various points around the outside of the villa, I'm sure you saw, Laura, There were these exit holes covered with kind of little movable metal grates. And around the metal grates, you could see where the smoke had come out, exited the building, because there were loads of black sooty patches, black marks on the wall. Yes, I saw the stains, yeah. And this made me think about smoke in general, because although it was all under the floors and walls in essence... As soon as you went outside, there were these outlet holes and you would have smelt that smoke coming out of the building. So in this instance, I guess, it indicates that there wasn't a clean burn necessarily in all situations for the woods. So the staining indicates that. Yeah. Yes. Various woods, I presume, would have been used. Local woods, right? Would have been used to feed the central heating system and this hypercore system. Do you know what woods were local back then? I'm going to say oak. (laughs) Okay. And I guess people would have worked out over time which ones to use, which ones burn cleaner, which ones might even smell nicer than the other ones. Mm -hmm. As we know with bonfires nowadays, damp wood smokes a bit, is a bit stinky. So you'd want to dry these woods out as much as possible. But I guess in certain circumstances maybe according to the weather or what's going on, what resources you have, maybe you wouldn't have been able to dry out wood and you would have had to use damp stuff or, you know, subpar. Yeah, that's very true. Very good point. But what this um, what this emphasises is that even though we were in Somerset, there's an element of outside living with these villas in the peristyle or the courtyard areas. So you would have been around smoke and fire probably quite a lot. Mm. And I don't know how you feel about smells. <laughs> Depends which smells. <laughs> but smoke is one of those ones that lingers. Yes. And it can be nice, but also if it's intense and you can't escape it, it can be quite oppressive. True. Yes, exactly. Maybe it gives you a headache. Smoke gets in your hair. 
Mm. Makes all your clothes a bit stinky. And if you've been sitting by a log burner, a wood burning stove, open fire, yeah, lovely, fine. But you can also definitely tell that you've been sitting by an open fire or a log burning stove or the like. Yes, and it's not necessarily the smell that's the nice thing, it's the association, isn't it? For example, it might be bonfire night or you've been toasting marshmallows. Uh, Yeah, absolutely, that is true, that is true. In this instance, it was a constant, especially in the colder months, you'd use the heating system to heat the house, but also heat the water as well. And this is the sort of smell that lingers. I don't know if you are involved in any wineries in California. Well, no, no, I had to exit all of that activity. (laughs) Well, they recently had to throw away all of their stock, all of the grape stock, because of the California wildfires. Did they? The whole lot? Well, no, well, some of them. Some mm. of them that were affected. Because there's this thing called smoke taint. And even though the grapes on the vines or the vines won't damage themselves by the fire, it's that smoke smell that gets into the actual essence and they couldn't use it to make wine. Right. Oh, because it would have changed the taste of the wine. Exactly. Everything would have smelled a bit or tasted a bit odd and smoky. So back to the villa. Oh, yes. There were all these sooty marks on the outside of the buildings at these various exit points. And I also noticed on the inside of the building, above where lighting sources were placed, so um, candles or little oil lamps and things like that, where these were regularly used, there was also smoke damage on the walls there. Yes, I saw that too. Hmm. So those internal oil lamps would maybe have produced a different kind of smell. You know, Mm. oil was being burned rather than wood. But they are also producing smoke and that would have added to this I guess, perpetual, smoky, smelly essence around the villa. Yes. Well, happily, we can stick with the theme of the bathhouse because my choice is the strigil. But before I delve into that, can we just talk about how luxurious the bathhouse was? Mm, Yes, yes, I definitely agree. For what a private residence it had, five five rooms? Yes, there are the decorative cushions. (laughs) Yes, in the seating area. Yes. You like those. I loved those. Nice, good quality wooden benches where you could leave your clothes, perhaps. Did you see the seascape mosaics and the marine-themed wall paintings? Of course. What's not to like? The ornate light fittings, which you've touched on. And this is way, way superior to, say, your average leisure (laughs) centre. And definitely (laughs) superior to my bathroom. And definitely mine too. But I just wanted to touch on that. Ooh, that's actually a great time to invite people to listen to our bath time episode. Ah, yes, from season one. Yes. I'll put a link to it in the show notes so it's easy to find. Anyway, back to the strigil. And the sense I would like to focus on with this is touch. Did you see in the bathhouse there was a table with a selection of strigils on it in a pot and then some glass jars nearby? Yes, I do. I think I've got a photo of it, but I was I must say I was looking at the glass because I'm always fascinated by Roman glass. Naturally. For those of you who aren't familiar with the strigil, it's a metal implement used as a skin scraping tool, is probably the best way I can describe it, which doesn't sound very pleasant, but they were very common in the Roman world. What would happen typically after you've perhaps done your exercise is you would douse yourself in oil and then use a strigil to scrape off the delightful combination of dirt, sweat and oil that was on your skin. As you can see from the photo, what we've got here is a curved end, and that's the part that would do the scraping. And then there's a straight handle. It looks like there's an aperture at the top of the straight section. Can yeah, you see a little yeah, hole? yeah, yeah. So I was thinking you could put a loop through that. Or maybe a leather thong or something to hang it up with. Yeah, I was thinking why would the hole be there? 
maybe to hang it up, but I was thinking maybe for extra security around the wrist. Uh. If you were perhaps thinking of doing some particularly vigorous scraping, maybe you were very filthy that day, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but Caroline, a question. If you were going to use a strigil in the bathhouse, at what point in the bathing process would you do it? So me personally, I would do it before getting in the water because I'm not really a fan of oily, dirty water. And now I think the same. Exercise first, although I appreciate that's not one of your preferred activities. (laughs) (laughs) Scrape yourself down and then do the bathing experience. That makes sense, right? But some things I've read indicate that maybe it was done afterwards. Mm, But then you've got the oily water situation going on. I think it sounds preferable to get the dirt off before you go into the shared pool area. It's common courtesy. It's common courtesy. It's not so nice for your bathing partners. Mm. But I think the idea of using a strigil is pleasing. The idea of the pressure physically getting rid of the dirt and the filth and the rubbish on your skin. Like you're giving yourself a proper deep cleanse. Mm -hmm. Very satisfying. Slightly on the edge of pain. Oh, okay. Like a bit like going to the dental hygienist. Yes. A little bit abrasive. Maybe you're wincing slightly, but you do feel excellently clean afterwards. And that seems to be a good point for me to end on. (laughs) Excellently clean. Yeah. So there we can hear the bells ringing on the dice tower. Well, finally, we're going to do our shared exhibit, which yes. was in the museum at the villa. Great museum attached to the whole experience, wasn't it? It was really good. We were both attracted to the Dice Tower. Well, who wouldn't be? So I've never seen one before, have you? Never. But apparently I now need one in my life. <laughs> so as far as I'm aware, only this one has been found in Germany. And this is a replica of that one found in Germany. But there was also a wooden one found in the UK in Richborough. The focus here is sound, though. So shall I describe this object first? Yes, please. This is a replica of a dice tower or pyrgus. It's made of perforated metal and it's cuboid, so it's metal on all sides. And what kind of size would you say it's not? I'm going with decent size cheese grater. (laughs) That's a perfect size description. Thank you. So it's metal on all four sides, open at the top, and then there's a small slot on one side at the bottom, which is open. And you can see a few steps kind of tumbling down from there. The idea is you throw your dice in at the top and they get all mixed together and then they come out of the slot at the bottom. And on the way out, they ring a tiny little bell. Well, it sounds beautiful, but it's an elaborate way to throw a set of dice, (laughs) I think. (laughs) It is. With regard to sound, though, so the dice would be made of bone or some kind of hard material and you'd get that nice noise of them clacking through the dice tower as they all rumble down, going through the metal, echoing a little bit and then that beautiful little dinging sound at the end as they tumble out of the bottom. All very pleasant. Yep. The tower is decorated with dolphins because dolphins are lucky. I did not know that. They are. (laughs) And there are also some words etched into the side. Felix, meaning lucky. Knew that one. <laughs> there are other words on the side. Pictos, victos, hostis, deleta, ludite, securi. Which obviously means the picks are conquered, the enemy is destroyed, we can play safely. Gambling was really, really popular. And you can imagine it definitely would be with soldiers, maybe on the frontier, they wouldn't have much to do. This particular example may have been owned by an army veteran. And we're getting that from the inscription. I think we're probably getting it from the inscription because it's talking about the Picts. Yes, and they were a thorn in the Roman side. 
focuses on the pits, on victory, that sort of thing. I'd say, though, impractical to take on campaigning. Yes. Although it could be one of those things that you hang off your rucksack if you wish to go camping. I don't, but I, I know people who do. Uh, and you hang your some pounds off the side. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't forget the dice tower. Do I need my sword or do I need to take the dice tower? Always the dice tower. <laughs> Pack the essentials. Well, I thought, because it might be impractical to put in your knapsack or hang off your belt, it's more likely to have stayed in situ somewhere, maybe a private residence or a gambling den. Oh, okay, yeah. But the point of the dice tower, I don't think we've mentioned this, is fair play. So avoid things like weighted dice or cheating. If you put your dice in the top of the tower and then they get mixed up, you know that it's a fair throw when they come out of the end. Mm, yes. Like we said, gambling was big business, especially with soldiers. It actually was big everywhere, to be honest, in the Roman world. They tried to outlaw it several times or tax it or tax winnings on several occasions. Ooh, harsh. But what made me laugh about this example, when you think about that taxation thing or outlawing it, is if it's illegal to gamble with dice, mm-hmm. then this isn't a very subtle way of doing it, is it? To have a bell ringing literally every time you throw a set of dice. <laughs> That's true, although it's a small bell. But also, linked to that, if you're on the frontier, and we're talking yeah. about the army situation maybe playing the dice... Maybe they're waiting for the enemy troops to come into view. Sound carries. All that bell ringing might give away your position. (laughs) But also, one thing that is on my mind. Why do you need the bell if the dice are already going through the tower, tumbling around and coming out the end? So you've satisfied the fair play aspect of it all. Why do we need the bell? Oh, I feel like something about ringing a bell is good luck. Oh, like the dolphins. Okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all connected to good luck. Right, fine. That makes sense then. Okay, so the enduring vision I'm going to take away is a soldier with his knapsack, cheese grater dangling from the side, (laughs) bells ringing as he walks. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard, please take the time to like, rate or subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. Bye.